Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I open my Bible and allow God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh, and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, dianebells.com, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Hope Station. I am your host, Diane Bells. This is episode number 25, and I'm so appreciative that you pulled in for the conversation. Today, I'm going to continue talking about emotional intelligence and how that really plays into the holidays, but it plays into our entire life. And when we can know and understand what this is all about, what a different life it makes for all of us. I'm extra excited about this conversation because I've been recently involved, or I should say invited to be involved in a program to teach adults leadership, which I've been doing for the last 15 years. And I just love the topic. And why I love the topic of leadership is how essential it is. I don't know about you, but I've had some bad ones. And I can say I had one good one. And what a difference that one good leader made in my life, made in my career, and just (laughs) made everything so much better to want to go into work. And when we were just discussing what the key attributes of of someone who is a great leader, because we were focused on what this end product was, is very exciting to me. I always like to know what the end is before I get started. So at the end of this conversation, I'm hoping that you will understand that there are seven different things, seven different measurements, let's call them that, to really be considered emotionally intelligent. And this can impact every area of your life. And you might say to yourself, well, I'm not a leader. (laughs) You are. We are all leaders. So if you have anyone who follows you, that might be a child. If you are a mother or a father, that might be a student. If you are a teacher, that might be someone who's running their own business. You have customers and clients. But every day we are making an impact just by being alive and being in communication or communion or community with other people. And we can step up to become leaders. And a leader, when we really look at it, is someone who has influence over others. And that can be a positive influence or a negative influence. And why I love the topic of emotional intelligence, it's really gearing us to look at how we can positively influence others by our own behavior. So the seven different areas to focus on is the first is you have a strong sense of self-awareness. I really want to look at that because did you ever think like, 
Am I self-aware? Am I paying attention? And that self-awareness can be just as you enter a store this Christmas holiday season. What is the affect that your present is bringing into that store? Are you bringing positive vibrations? Are you bringing a smile? Are you bringing gratitude and gratefulness? And it does make a difference. I was lucky to spend the last couple of days with my sister in South Carolina, and we did one of my favorite things. We ate out. And each time we ate out, we just felt amazed, amazed, not amazed, amazed by the level of service that the servers were providing. They were so kind. They were generous with information. I love when you ask someone, what do you recommend? And they actually have an answer for you. That's a leader. Someone who's going to help others make decisions. So these servers were leaders for us and they did a great job. Each item that they recommended was great. And I'm looking at how we showed up at that restaurant how we showed up at a theater that we had the tickets for the wrong time at. And by us showing up, being aware of what we were doing in that situation and the impact it had on others. My sister got the wrong time for, for this show that we were going to see. She thought it was at four o'clock, so our tickets were at 1.30, so obviously we, we missed it. And just facing with the gentleman at the ticket office and being grateful, being kind, being apologetic, you know, being aware that we had made a mistake about the time. They were, he was very gracious and we were able to see the show at seven o'clock. Not at the time we expected, but it was because we were self-aware, before because we realized that we did make a mistake, it became so much easier of a conversation. So if you are aware of how you're you're reacting, if you can say, gosh, I am not getting the reaction that I hoped, how are you showing up? And that's what self-awareness is all about. So number two, are you able to embrace change? So here we go with the situation. It's a simple situation, but it's a life situation. Arriving at the wrong time. We had dinner reservations for 6.30 after the show. Now we had to change those reservations so we could be at the show by at least 6.30. And we just embraced it. We, We were able to chuckle about the mistake. We were able to change our plans. We were able to do some shopping. And I brought a great quilted coat on sale that it was, uh, where the rack was, it said that the coat was $59 and it was actually $89. And they gave me the $59 price. And I was like, wow, I just felt like here's a little change that we had to embrace. And there was a reward in that of getting this great deal for this beautiful black quilted coat with a leather collar. Love it since I'll be going up north and I need some warmer jackets. The third is, can you manage your emotions in difficult situations? And I really do love to watch how people interact in different situations. Like, what do you do when you're not getting your way? So what if the lady at Chico's decided, hey, this is the tag, this is the price, someone made a mistake. How would I have reacted? 
Would I have demanded my way? Would I have asked to speak to a manager and saying this is so unfair? And this is where you really decide in emotional intelligence of who you want to be and how you want to show up. And I've made a decision that if I'm supposed to be getting something, I will get it without a whole lot of struggle or effort. I know that can sound ridiculous, but it really takes so much pressure off of me. If this is something that God wanted me to have, if he was going to bless me, I would be blessed. And if he wasn't, then I'm going to either make a decision to buy the coat or not and just be done with it. No harm, no foul. And it feels so much better. Number four is that you have a thirst for personal development. So in the last couple of years, I have spent money on myself and not on myself like buying lots of clothes, even though I did go to Chico's, but personal development as far as coaching, as learning to be a better speaker, as learning to, you know, dive in to figure out a little bit about myself. And I'm wondering how much money are you spending on becoming the best version of yourself? Are you investing in yourself on a regular basis? Do you have a coach? And when I look at how many times during the Hope Station podcast, I have offered a free coaching call. (laughs) And I am very disappointed to say I have not had one person say yes. So I'm hoping in the new year that more people will be interested in just having a conversation. It's amazing how one conversation can change your life. And then you might decide that you want to invest more in yourself in that personal development. How do I become my best? And as a leader, we would say this about other leaders. If you're not moving forward, you're actually moving backwards because other people are advancing. They're spending the time, the effort, making the investment in themselves so that they can be the best version of themselves, that they can have more impact and influence. And to look at that, how much time and effort am I spending on myself? Do you read books? What kind of books are you reading? Are they self-development books? Are they a book when you realize that you have a challenge that you're trying to overcome? And one of the challenges that I'm overcoming is that I'm looking at the strongholds in my life, those things that are like chains holding me back from becoming who I want to become and investing time reading it and studying it and really looking at myself and saying, what are areas of my life that I really want to change? And when I do that, what a better impact that I can make on others. So that's number four. Do you have a thirst, a desire to really become the best version of yourself? Number five is, are you able to show empathy and compassion for others? Oh, this is the time of the year where this is really put to the test. And this is why I've been doing some LinkedIn lives with a friend of mine about burnout and how much this season can just really add on additional pressure. And so many times when I feel that additional pressure, I'm like a pressure cooker looking for something to explode on. And that is when you really have to look and say, am I showing emotional intelligence by my empathy and compassion for others? And I would put ourselves in that 
bucket as well. You know, are we compassionate to ourselves? Are we getting mad at ourselves, beating ourselves up for not being perfect or making mistakes or picking the wrong time to go to the show that you paid money for? Whatever that might be. I was flying back and forth to um, South Carolina and I am very sensitive to smells, very sensitive. If someone has perfume, it just sort of can uh, trigger an allergic reaction. And I was standing in the, what is it, on the, the I don't even know what they call it when you get into the airplane, uh, standing on that, that runway and there was a gentleman behind me that reeked of marijuana very 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 strong smell and i'm like oh my gosh i can't wait to get away from this smell and lo and behold as we're moving you know we're like one of the last people to get onto the airplane and he asked if he can have the seat you know in my aisle so i had the window seat and he had the aisle seat and I could have been really irritated by the smell up going I think I have like a mask in my pocketbook maybe I'll put that on and I said I want you just to sit back and pray for this man because I was watching him be anxious his legs were jiggling he was just trying to you know just compose himself I I could see that and rather being judgmental or rather than being irritated by the smell, I just sat back and just was praying that he could feel his anxiety go down, that he could feel some relief from that. And I just changed the story that I was playing in my head from here's some guy getting high onto the plane to here's some young man who seems to be very anxious about flying. And when I did that, it changed my whole demeanor. I had a better trip. And I didn't say anything to him. I, I thanked him. I wished him a good trip when we were leaving. But I did not have a conversation with him. I just had a prayer session for him. And I want you to look at that. You know, when we're seeing other people, how are we reacting to them? And how does that reaction make you feel? I hate when I feel judgmental because I do not want to be judged and I know the feeling of being judged. So when I'm thinking of that, I, I can change. I can change my mindset. I can change what I'm thinking and I can change how I'm reacting. So I want you to really test this and look for opportunities to be compassionate and have empathy for other people during this season and i know that if we do that we will have more of these emotions that we really want to feel during the season and that is peace and joy and that community that we're all celebrating something wonderful the birth of our lord and savior so if we can do that wow what a difference that we can make by just making that decision so number six is get along well with others. <laughs> I think that ties into number five. It's really hard to get along well with others when you are judging them, when you were thinking what's wrong with them and not what's right with them. And if you can just 
Look at the people that you don't get along with and maybe make a choice to say, how could I reframe or rethink what I'm thinking about them, how I feel about them? And how would that change if you went and said, what would it look like if I could be compassionate, understanding, and empathetic to who they are? Because I really believe that hurting people hurt people. And I've seen that throughout my life. And when I see someone being harsh, when I see someone being cranky, I know that somewhere inside of them, they're hurting. It could be a physical hurt that they have. I know my husband, one time when he was cranky, he had so much physical pain from uh, an accident that powdered, powdered, think of that, powdered his ankle bone. It was crushed to something that it, it didn't even exist. How he held himself up was amazing. And he did have reconstructive surgery, but he was in constant pain. And he could be a little cranky, but one thing I truly admired about him is he never let that crankiness not show up on to other people. You know, he was he would be quiet rather than cranky, but he was empathetic and understanding when he saw other people struggling with pain because he knew what it felt like to be there. He knew what it felt, how it altered your life. So just step back and say, gosh, you know, Aunt Merle can really be a pain in the neck. She's very demanding. She seems to be very needy. She's uh, always critical and just say, well, how can I bring compassion and empathy to her that might change how she's feeling? And it also will change how you're feeling towards her. So I, I just love that idea. The last one is, can you diffuse tense situations and manage conflict? I'm not someone who likes conflict, but I'm pretty good at managing conflict. Because when it's there, I can make a choice and decision what I am going to do within that conflict. And I think I've said this before, my sister Marie and I have said in the, uh, in terms of eternity, is this really going to matter? That we think that wanting our way is going to make everything feel better, we're going to feel more in control. And is that really true? And if we look and say, is the conflict coming from me because of how I'm showing up? Am I showing up as judgmental? As I'm showing up with a lack of patience? Am I showing up not really being self-aware and I'm causing the conflict? Am I saying something that I know is going to be harsh? And there was last year I had a conflict and it was... um, I caused the conflict and I heard from the Lord as I was leaving the conflict. I'm going to put it that way. As he said, when you throw stones, do not be surprised when someone throws back a rock. And if we look at that and saying, what am I saying? What, what kind of belief or value or something do I have that I feel like I have to fight to the finish And in fighting to the finish, are you really causing conflicts? Are you harming relationships? Are you making a situation tense when it doesn't need to be? And when you can just sit back and say, oh my gosh, I can make this situation better by embracing compassion and empathy. 
And when you do that, you will be a gift to others. And I think that when we really look at emotional intelligence, trying to be our best self so that the impact and influence that we're making on others' life is something that they will remember as being something positive. The quote by Maya Angelou that I will finish, people will often forget what you did, forget what you said, but they will never forget how you make them feel. And my hope for all of you this Christmas season is that you are someone who make people feel special, feel loved, feel worthwhile, feel valued, feel that they've been seen and heard. And when we do that, oh my goodness, what a beautiful, beautiful Christmas we can all have. So thanks again for pulling in the Hope Station. I hope that this has been helpful. And I am going to do one more podcast. That's number 26 for next week to finish out the year. So thanks so much for being a part of this journey with me. Before you leave, I have another free gift for you. What are you looking for in your life? A new career? Stepping into your purpose? Restoring passion in your everyday life? Are you ready to step into the new life God has planned for you? And he does have a plan for you. And that gift is to experience the power of coaching. Coaching helped me through my painful journey when Joe, my husband, died. Coaching eased me through this transition to move to Florida. I wasn't sure why the Lord was bringing me here and what his plans were for me. Coaching gave me clarity. Coaching was essential in making the Hope Station podcast a reality. A dream came true working with my coaches. Coaching also brought hope to hundreds of my clients who stepped into their purpose and passion, and it all started with a free consult call. So schedule yours today. To schedule our Hope Chat, otherwise known as a coaching call, you can click the calendar link in the show notes or visit my website, dianebells.com. That's D-I-A-N-E-B-E-L-Z dot com. This coaching call could be exactly what you need to ignite a spark of hope in your life. Hope might be just one call away. Why wait? Schedule your call today.